This is Run With It on Nashville Sports Radio. Super Bowl Sunday, everybody. Uh, I, hope ev- I hope you're having a great day, Ray. <laughs> but it, it it's here. It I is. mean, no more messing around. No more messing around. Let's go ahead and, well, I guess we can go in throughout the phone. 615-844-5600. Is that number... If you want to call us up, talk Super Bowl, college basketball, had a big week for the Vanderbilt Commodores. Two big wins, beating Florida yesterday in uh, in pretty, not easy fashion, but pretty convincing fashion. And then the Tennessee game, a uh, massive shot by Tyron Lawrence to go on and win it for the Commodores. So if you want to call in, talk a little college basketball. We won't talk a lot of it because uh, as we were talking about, Ray, Super Bowl Sunday, NBA trade deadline is in there as well. Some huge moves that really came out of nowhere within a matter of days. But before we get into all that, Ray, happy Super Bowl Sunday, my friend. You too, my friend. I don't know. Can you hear me on here? I got you. Okay. I don't know. Maybe my headset just all messed up. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of that. Yeah. Anyways, we're pros at this. Things are going well, man. Super Bowl Sunday. Chiefs. Eagles. Andy Reid Bowl. The Andy <laughs> Reid Bowl, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk some NBA, but let's let's get into the NBA yeah. talks, right? A lot of changes happened this week, not only for the Lakers and the Grizzlies and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant now finding new homes. Mm-hmm. You know, Durant over at, with the Phoenix Suns, he's been wanting it since last year. Kevin Durant, you know, I think that's going to be a formidable force there. But I'm not going to say they're the best team right now. I don't think they're even the best team in the West right now. Okay. But Kevin Durant, you know, I think, does he go down as the biggest trade in NBA history, and there's been a few. When you think about trades, think of Shaq. We got traded from Orlando Magic to the Lakers. Like, I mean, like there's been some trades, but is this like pretty much the most impactful one? I mean, was he was Kevin Durant tra- traded to the, the Golden State Warriors from Orlando? The, the no, Thunder? that was that was, was free agency. That was free agency, much like Brooklyn, right? Yep. But Shaq was a trade. And to be honest, Phoenix. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Minnesota Timberwolves game gave up more for Rudy Gobert than what I feel like the Phoenix Suns gave up yeah, for, for Kevin Durant. Definitely did. And, you know, when you look at seeing what this what this roster is going to look like, Kevin Durant, you know, Kyrie Irving dropped 24 points in his game opener against Dallas. I mean, that should – I think that's a great pairing. Playing with an old Hall of Famer guard himself and Jason Kidd is going to kind of help him weave the thing, you know, in terms of getting himself back where he needs to be. But, you know – <sighs> I don't want to say we've heard this before with Kyrie Irving. I just want to be felt like I'm, I'm appreciated or whatever. Because, I mean, like, or I, you know, like all it feels like he's gone to Boston. He had that same sentiment. Went to the Brooklyn Nets. Same sentiment. Now we're at Dallas. It's just like – but it's just a player that talented. You just never know about it. I'm interested to see what this pairing will look like with him and Luka. When you look at Kevin Durant, you're adding him to a piece that was already pretty much a formidable force with the Phoenix Suns. You know, they just got a lot better. Right. And – you know, you see some of these offers and trades, you know, Bamba, who went from the Lando Magic to the Lakers. They got D'Angelo Russell, who looks good in the, Ru- in the Lakers jersey. Oh, we've seen that before. We've seen that before. For some reason, uh, the, the Photoshop edits, yeah. I mean, they were really good this time. Uh, really, really good. Made I mean, them look yeah. really young, too. Yeah, really young. But when you look in terms of what, what you know, Phoenix Suns, it's safe to say they, they probably made the biggest splash. Yeah. But I don't want to overlook what the Memphis Grizzlies did. They got a newbie from the Toronto Raptors. Average is what seventeen points, six seven forward. I think that's fake. You think that's fake? The seventeen points? No, the uh, I, OG Ananobi didn't get traded. He didn't get traded? No. 
Really? I, I wanted to text you about that. I thought he did. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but Luke Kennard got traded from yep. the Clippers to the um, the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. And they needed to do something. They need something. another shooter there. Yeah. Right? They definitely needed another shooter there. And I think that's going to really set things up for them to kind of have an impact. But, you know, the Lakers, I mean, they went young real quick. I've never seen so many second rounders being traded in my entire life. There's like five second rounders, four second rounders. Bucks did it too. Yeah, you know. And I like I like the addition of Crowder to the Bucks. They've been trying to get him since last season. Yeah, and Jay Crowder's a he's a guy that winning NBA teams won. I mean, yeah. he was uh, kind of has bounced around here recently. Uh, we've we've seen him, of course, on the mm-hmm. Lakers. That's where he's or uh, on the on the Celtics. I beg your pardon. Mm-hmm. But I like that. It, it's a 3 and D guy. He's just going to stand in the corner, and whenever Giannis happens to give the ball up, he can pass it to the corner, and Jay Crowder can hit a, a knockdown three-pointer. But to the Grizzlies and a, a team that you can hear on this station, uh, here on the radio, they needed to do something, right? And I, I want to get your take on this because John Morant and his little entourage, they've made the, the, the news recently of after the Indiana Pacers games mm-hmm. and the Dylan Brooks situation with Donovan Mitchell. I just want to get your whole take on the kind of temperature of the Memphis Grizzlies right now because last season they were the hot, young, exciting. Everybody loved the Grizzlies. It was kind of that edgy pick that everybody liked. You had John Morant. You had Steven Adams, Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, it just all sorts but this season, Ray, they're the villain uh, of the uh, of the NBA. I mean, you look around. Uh, I believe Jaws said it yesterday. He said, "Yeah, we're probably the most hated team in the NBA right now." One, do you agree with that? And two, do you think it's a good idea for the Grizzlies to kind of play this villain arc role because they made the moves? They they got a Luke Kennard who is a, a really good shooter. They needed more offense other than John Morant. But do you like this approach that they're taking? Because last season they were kind of the young lovey type team that you want to support this season it's the complete opposite when you look at teams who want to be like that villain if you will you have to own it the Detroit Pistons enjoyed being the villains and they owned it Draymond Green likes being the villain and he owns it right so if you're going to literally be the villain you have to double down and own that when John and that young Memphis squad came on the scene literally last season everyone was pretty much on their backs now it's just like John comes out and says we're good in the west well, <laughs> the West just got a lot harder because now you brought Kyrie back. <laughs> you got Kyrie in the West. You brought Kevin Durant back into the West. Hmm. You know, and Lakers got better. Here's the thing about the Lakers. And did you see the little take about LeBron James? He's He's got a nagging foot injury that's going to last him yeah. f- pretty much the entire season. I don't know. He might even need surgery. I don't know. But it seems like it's been really hard for him to play on. Oddly convenient. And kudos after to him. Like now he is, you know, went from one, lo- the, the, the baton has been passed from one Laker great to another in yeah. terms of like the scoring title. He was able to get that Tuesday night against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Then got two points in the fourth quarter and went out with an injury, foot injury, you know? So. You know, when you look at how this team is stacked, I, I, you can't overlook what Denver's done this season. I mean, Denver is pretty much up there. Memphis, what, still second, but they've lost, what, the last six, seven games, yeah. if you will. Like, it just seems like they're missing Stacey Adams there. And I think just enough of the talking, just go play ball. Just go play ball. Because Dallas has had your number. Minnesota's now gotten your number now yeah. a little bit this season. Like, it just seems like, you know, the teams that are going to probably give you troubles have made solid, you know, contributions to their teams. And it's just like, all right, if you're going to be the villain, you better own it. 
and they need Jaw to be great. And I'm not saying he hasn't been really good this this season, but right. he kind of had that early start. He's 35, 38 points a game. Mm-hmm. The shot's gone a little bit here down the stretch, and he's been dealing with stuff. But also, that's starting to become a little bit of a trend. Uh, last season, he kind of had the injury bug mm-hmm. late down the stretch, and Trey Jones, credit to him. I mean, the Grizzlies never really did skip a beat after that. Right. I, I don't know where they kind of match up in the in, in the West right now. Like you said, pretty much everybody got better, and we'll see if the uh, that Warriors trade regarding Gary Payton the third. We'll see if that actually goes down or not. It, it, there's facing some. Uh, he failed his physical, oddly enough, yeah, with the Warriors, and we'll see kind of how that all things plays out. But everybody got better, and in terms of kind of matching up, they aren't they already weren't really that great. So. We'll see in that front. While we got the time, let's go and take a, a quick call here in the first All segment. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred is our number. Jeff in the borough is on hold. Jeff, how we doing? Doing good. How you doing? Are you uh, are you guys uh, still doing the uh, was that Kevin Durant for half the NBA trade or how many players did they get fifteen or twenty for him? Yeah, I, th- I think they <laughs> gave up twenty twenty eight draft class as well in that trade. Uh, I can let. Uh, <laughs> You're a Kentucky guy, Devin Booker gets a, a legit star now. Oh yeah, he's yeah, he's got somebody he's got well he had some before he had the uh oh kid what's that guy from Arden. I can't think his name right now. No, the big guy from Arizona, which I can't Aiden, remember. Yeah. Aiden, sorry. Yeah, he had a couple guys, but yeah, he's got probably a legit guy that can really, you know, score the ball and, and can do some things. So hopefully they can, if they get in the playoffs, which I think they will hopefully they can make a run and win it. I like seeing it's Super Bowl they, it, uh, it's it's NBA but, championship yeah, or bust, yeah. right? Right, Jeff. For What's Phoenix, that now? it's 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 championship or bust for them this year, right? For Phoenix, I, yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a Phoenix. I don't know about that. I don't know if it's that way, but I'd say they've got to get at least to the I'd say at least to the conference finals for them. Yeah. I, was, I don't know about about anybody else in the West. But I'd say for them, I say if they don't make the now they've got Durant. I say if they don't make the conference finals, at least it'll be a disappointing season. I would say for them now if they can work him in and and do that kind of stuff. I don't follow the NBA that close, but but, but I say for the NBA, it probably is if they if they don't you know, if they don't make the conference finals. I guess they probably want to play Memphis. I don't know if they will or not. But if they do that, then I think it'll be. If they don't, then it'll be a unsuccessful season. But uh, I guess uh, 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 guys, just the Tennessee buzzer beaters in there. Can we not shoot? Free what is up with them? that back to back? Well, they can't. Well, they can't shoot. They can't. <laughs> Vesco, we can't shoot free throws either. Yeah, so two games in a row for them. Yeah. So, but uh, and, and then the one guy I watched the most of Tennessee, I watched on the second half. I didn't watch most of the first, but um, that, that, the guy that, that he should have went in and laid the ball. If he, if he lays the ball in, that game's over. Mm-hmm. He lays it in or dunks it. So I don't know why he didn't. Why he didn't? Ask, somebody said somebody said it was it was his call to his call to do that. It wasn't. It wasn't. He said it was his call to do that. So you know, but um, but I watched some of it. So I watched the second half of the of last night. Missouri team was really entertaining. Of course, as far as. You know, nobody can stop nobody. I mean, everybody made shots, it seemed like. But, you know, but uh, you know they, they play, I don't know who they play the week, they play Kentucky on Saturday and probably more than likely Kentucky might beat Tennessee where they're playing. I watched the first four or five minutes of 
Georgia's not do that. Yeah, tough losses. Yeah, Georgia, I, 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 why I do that? You want to? Because they couldn't make a shot uh, half even the bass. I knew they were going to lose. I mean, they didn't have a chance. And they got down 10. I said, well, it's over. And I had to work yesterday anyway. So I, I couldn't Tennessee, watch Alabama I, this I Wednesday, Jeff. So, I mean, they. Tennessee, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm not too. I mean, well, I, mean, I like to see Tennessee put a loss on them. I don't think they will. But I like to see them beat, beat Alabama. I know it's crazy for me. But I wouldn't mind seeing them. Seen them do that, but I don't think they will. So I don't know how far Tennessee's going to fall in the poll. Some people say yeah. they'll be unranked. Some people say they'll be 18 or 19. I don't know. But, but uh, you know, and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I really don't know. But, uh, but uh, you know, and everything. But um, I, I was going to say, uh, uh, I, I guess you guys are going to talk Super Bowl, though, too. I'm just hoping it's a good ball game. And I remember, did you see the uh, thing about the NBA did A.J. Brown? Did y'all see that? The thing about AJ Brown? Yeah, no. did y'all see the, see that? I saw the Titans. Uh, they put up a story of AJ, which I wasn't yeah, they, sure they, they were actually talking, they were did. Talking about, he was talking about that he wanted to he wanted to remain a Titan. He wanted to be here. He wanted to retire a Titan. He wanted to retire. You're hurting me, Jeff. <laughs> What's that now? You're hurting me saying all this stuff. I mean, this is cutting deep. Yeah, but they don't listen to you. John Thomas don't listen to you. I know. He traded. I'm just saying. And 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 the article he said he wanted to retire. He said they offered him like a. It was fifteen or sixteen, and he wanted twenty-two. So they didn't; they couldn't come to terms. And he said he wants to he wants to make the Titans pay for for trading him. So if they win the Super Bowl day, that'll that that'll that'll make them pay. If they if they can win this afternoon, then you know that'll make. And of course, I'm I'm rooting for him for that. Reed Blaine, of course, you got Darius Harris on the other side of the Chiefs. Couple Blue Raiders playing in the Super Bowl. He's already won a ring, but he's on the other side of the Chiefs. So we got two two former of you know Middle Tennessee. I was going after some Reed Blankenship was talking the yep. night I saw it on Twitter. He was talking about, uh, you know, uh, playing with the guys and talking about Bill Tennessee. He's talking about Rick Stiles was talking about. It. He talks to him all the time, texts and all that stuff. He said he's a, you know, he's going to be a, be a be a part of his life. Said he was he was a real great coach and helped him. And what they did, he, he said it proves that you know Bill Tennessee can prove him too. We had Don Griffin and Kelly Holcomb, Mike Caldwell. We can in the past we can prove. One final that. question for you, Jeff. What's that now? One final question for you before we let you go. Kermit Davis, is he going to survive at Ole Miss? I know you got some I takes would say, on I would say, I would say probably no. He might. I don't know. But he, I, mean, he, I mean, he admitted it when he got that job. He said, I'm not going to get all guys a dime. Like I got in the military. What is it, four years? Yeah. This is fourth year? Year or four. Fifth, was it fifth? Yep. I'm not going to get all. I'm not, I might, you know, he said, I mean, he might have said four or five, but he said, I'm not going to get all kinds of, he got all kinds of time. But Bill Tennessee, he got eight or nine years. He's not going to get it. Oh, listen, he knows it. Yep. If he don't, if he don't, if he don't, you know, he might be on the hot seat now. I don't know, but he knows he's not going to get, he might get one more year, maybe. I mean, I'd say, but if he don't, if he, if he gets one, if he don't turn it around next year, if they give him another year, I don't know what his contract is. So I don't know what it is, but, uh, Yeah, th- thanks. Uh, thank you, Jeff. Well, I, <laughs> he got one this offseason. I don't know what he did to deserve it, but I, I do want to say this. I, I was a, cr- uh, a huge critic of Jerry Stackhouse, and while we're talking many college have. basketball, many, many have, and uh, rightfully so, I think, especially after the Alabama debacle. But here recently, I mean, three wins in a row now for Vanderbilt. They beat two teams that they hadn't beaten in over 10 tries. That's Tennessee and Florida, and they beat them back-to-back. So, I mean, credit to Jerry, and that's 
I, one thing I think we've seen, Liam Robbins, their center down low, he's legit. Uh, went 32-10 and 10 yesterday. Uh, Florida just did not have an answer all day long. But the Commodores right now probably probably a little too late, quite honestly, to make the uh, NCAA tournament. They'd have to make a hell of a run mm -hmm. in the uh, SEC tournament. I just don't see that happening. But we'll see. I, I think NIT is definitely sustainable. Speaking of this, uh, Ray, yesterday I was at DCA, uh, my alma mater, my high school alma mater, right. was uh, ha had the uh, district tournaments yesterday, and Isaiah West, at a good pasture, um, uh, was doing the PA for uh, that entire tournament, got to see him two games. Vanderbilt commit, uh, Isaiah West, man, he was legit yeah. yesterday. I was really excited, hadn't seen a lot of him, to be honest, uh, had seen a few games here and now from him, but it, he's kind of one of those players that kind of just coast like when the game's pretty much out of reach like his team's up 50 I mean he's just kind of coasting around out there passing the ball but when when good pasture needed a bucket yesterday they went to him and he got it in any which way I, I just wanted to throw that out there for Vanderbilt fans be excited about Isaiah West really good point guard I will see a lot of him I think in black and gold next season Continuing on the NBA talk, Ray, my Cleveland Cavaliers, no moves made at the trade deadline, was mm -hmm. a little bit surprised. Karis LeVert, a name kind of being thrown around there, mm -hmm. really, really wanted uh, Terrence Ross, but of course he just uh, made his move over to Phoenix. Your kind of views on the Eastern Conference right now, because it's pretty top-heavy, quite frankly, and it's pretty jumbled in the middle. Right now, Cavs sit fourth, I believe, in the Eastern Conference what with the moves that Brooklyn has just made, you're figuring you're going to drop them out of the top five in the Eastern Conference. What is your kind of hierarchy of uh, the East at the it's moment? It's Boston. I agree. Boston and maybe if you one one a probably Boston and Milwaukee right now. I mean, you saw Chicago; they made some moves as well. Cleveland, I I felt that Kevin Love was about to be traded because he didn't dress. Oh, I think last week, and they, he was like a coach's decision. So I thought maybe there's some talks, and maybe they're going to probably try to offload Kevin Love last week. Yeah. And I was thinking, hmm, I wonder if the Lakers will make a move here. He's been completely out of the rotation. Yeah. Uh, they have taken him out. They've went younger, and they've kind of went longer, more defensive. Yeah, no, no Kevin Love. And all the talk out of Cleveland right now, there's no buyout kind of discussion right yeah. now. Kevin's pretty happy with the situation now granted if you're looking at his contract right um and, and what he's making per game mm -hmm. to just kind of sit on the bench i probably would also be happy in that front but yeah no 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 movement on kevin love from what it looks like. i think like in terms of what i think that the east is more determined about who are the top teams are as opposed to the west i think I even agree. though denver's number one i think the west is still wide open totally i don't think there's another team that you know you had murray come back this season i think he's missed the last two years with denver mm -hmm. him pairing up with joker he was on his way until I think he got injured right before they went to the bubble back in 2020, 21, I believe it was yeah. that season. And he just could, just had a string of bad luck. And we all know with professional athletes, sometimes it just happens, right? Yep. The injury bug hits you, might hit you for either a year or two years. And then when you go back, it takes you a little while to get back into like your old form. And it looks like Murray has done that. And then you look at Memphis being up there. Golden State still trying to figure things out here a little bit. I don't know what's going on with that. You know, I think they're what, 15th or 17th in the NBA. And then you look at what Phoenix were. Phoenix, I think they were like who've dominated the West the last two years in the regular season. You know, outside of the 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 Kevin Durant trade, I thought that they would come back, same coaching staff, same philosophy, and it just seemed like they just can't get it going. And you look at other teams like Utah was making some noise a little bit. Yeah, uh, the Lakers. I think with all the additions they made, them with them going younger, 
they might be more or less in a playoff, like like kind of a playing game. Clippers are in a weird spot. Clippers are, yeah, Clippers are just still trying to figure out. I think there's rumors now that, that apparently um, uh, Morris and uh, I believe is Paul George is trying to recruit Russell Westbrook to come to the Clippers. I don't know if there's any truth behind that, but uh, I mean, still like, you know, he, he got the buyout. And so what do the Clippers do here? So I think in terms of the West, it's wide open. Um, so the East, I think it's a little more determined, like who's going to be your top two teams are going to be representing the East. And really for the next five years, it's probably in, and this is unfortunate as a Cavs fan, it's going to be Milwaukee and Boston. Mm -hmm. uh, just those mm -hmm. teams, the depth they have. Mm -hmm. And right now I know Giannis isn't, the flavor of the month right now in terms mm -hmm. of MVP talk, but he's ever since he's came back from injury, I think he's averaging like 40 and 12, uh, which is just unreal. So I, to me, it's Milwaukee and Boston for the next five years, because that's just kind of the organization. And that's kind of just who they are right now. And you just never know about the Warriors either. Mm. First segment has come and gone NBA talk. When we come back, Titans, let's talk some Titans. Let's talk about Lamar Jackson. He's been in the news a little bit. Lamar Jackson. We'll talk some Lamar and uh, Titans coming out. And then that last segment, we're just going to deep dive into the Super Bowl, give you some of our picks, kind of lay it out how we see it. If you want to lay a wager on how we explain it. You got some prop peps? We are not financially responsible for what you do. This but is true. We uh, we will give you a little advice in the uh, the gambling there segment you go. in the last. There you go. So be sure to stick around if you want to call us up, 615-844-5600. Run with it. Ray Dosky, Patton Cook, coming back right after this. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-529-2856. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. For affordable term life, call 800-529-2856. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, 
Visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. Hey, Nashville. Ray here from Run With It. Let me tell you about our sponsor, Boom Boss Craft Pizza and Tap House. And with four locations in Bellevue, Murfreesboro, Spring Hill, and East Nashville. They're your home for the best gourmet pizza and craft beers in Music City. Join me on Monday nights at the East Nashville location for Poker Night. And if you think you know everything, try Wednesday night trivia at both locations. Gourmet pizzas, craft beers, online at BoomBozZ.com. Boom Boss Craft Pizza and Tap House. Welcome to Smashville, home of your Nashville Predators. Join us at Bridgestone Arena Monday, February 13th for the Valentine's Day date game in your college night with Austin P. as your Nashville Predators take on the Arizona Coyotes. Purchase your college night tickets today at NashvillePredators.com slash college nights for a Preds and Austin P. co-branded hat. And don't miss the Thursday and Saturday games against the Boston Bruins and the Florida Panthers. For your tickets, go to NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. Let's go Preds! This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. It's, so it's Miss Amy now for everybody, uh, right? Apparently it's, it's Miss, Miss Amy. Amy. It's Miss Amy, Miss Amy. I call her AAS. I call her owner. Uh, and then, uh, Rams, the boss. You know what she is? She's a wolf in sheep's clothing. I, uh, she, Damn, uh, bro. She oh, knows, she's she oh, knows, she's a gangster. Uh, oh, she knows what she she's a gangster. She knows what she's doing. Yep. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. This is Run With It, segment one done, segment one of three complete. If you want to get in on the action, yep. live from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios, 615-844-5600 is that number. Ray, you've been doing some high school basketball. I have. And but before we get back into the NFL talk, we're, we're a personal show. We like to know what, what the people are up sure. to. Sure. I have been in kind of that West Tennessee area. That's where I went to school, Austin P. up in Clarksville. I want to get your opinion. The talent of basketball in that area. I, I know it firsthand. I, I want to get your take on it. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Just boys and girls, both mm-hmm. elite. I mean, you you hear a lot about the Nashville area. and that, Growing up in Middle Tennessee, that's really all I knew, mm-hmm. to be honest. And then mm-hmm. kind of when you went out West, you know you have that kind of stereotype Country boy, big offensive lineman out mm-hmm. there. You got skilled, skilled guards, mm-hmm. skilled big men mm-hmm. down low. How much have you enjoyed kind of expanding kind of that view? I, I'm not sure how far out of uh, Middle Tennessee you'd been before you started doing some of this stuff. I, Th- this get, is it. This this, this, was, this year was okay. It. I, I I didn't want to say <laughs> it, but I, I I figured that might be what happened. I, how impressed have you been with some of the talent? You've you know, seen? I see some of the talent and see how some of these players have grown. You know, I've gone through some programs like the, I do Dixon County high school basketball, yeah. boys and girls. Uh, the Dixon boys side went through more or less a transition this past year. They only won, I think, three games last year. This year they've won 10. Uh, they've gone through some bumps and bruises. It's kind of a young squad as they're yeah. trying to figure it out. They're nowhere in the likes of like a Henry County. Uh, Fairview was actually pretty good. I think Rossview's out there as well. Yep, yep. And then you look at other teams like. Um, Barry was actually a pretty good squad stuff. So they've been battle-tested. Uh, Northeast, I believe, was the other team that was pretty a good one. Clarksville, I went to go do a Clarksville game. Uh, you know, the girls' side, they're trying to figure stuff out. But overall, like, it's been it's been a fun 
watched to see this team grow. The girls' side for Dixon County has been awesome. Their kick districts are supposed to kick off next Thursday. We'll find yeah. out what times they are. And they're in the 4A, so like when you look at their teams, it's like more or less four teams. Sure. You know, so uh, the girls' side, they're probably going to compete for the districts. Uh, they had their game at Henry County, which I, w- I actually called there. Uh, that was such a long drive. I was literally <laughs> like right outside of Paris, Tennessee. Coming from Brentwood, that was a long drive. And so doing that game... It was uh, that looks to be like more or less the game for the girls. Yeah. So it looks like be a championship preview, and I felt like they both split the series one one this year, and it's been battle tested, close games. Like I think, literally, the winner has won by at least a one, like either two three points. Yep. And both won on both home turfs. The girls won Dixon. Boys, the girls uh, Henry County won at home turf. So that was interesting. The boys side, you know, they they've gone through some ups and but in terms of seeing what they improved and stuff like that, it's been awesome. But some of the talent you see come through there, it's been amazing. I'm like, wow, these guys are, you know. They're, they're, you know, Middle Tennessee, they, they, you should be impressed. They put some yeah, they real can. great players, not only in the, because we're known for our football, sure, right? Sure, sure. But basketball and baseball as well, um, they're, they're, you know, they're up there as well. No doubt about it. Moral of the story, just go out and watch some high school basketball games. Absolutely. I, I mean, there's a lot of colleges in the area, Belmont, Lipscomb, uh, you know, uh, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, but high school basketball, not a whole lot like it. Let's jump into the NFL. Okay. Let's before we talk Super Bowl in the next segment. Lamar Jackson. um, It's weird. (laughs) I want to say his price has gone down, Ray, but with the injury, of course, and kind of that whole situation. But then again, the Ravens found out what it's like to be without Lamar Jackson, and they found out even though, (laughs) even though uh, Huntley made the Pro Bowl, which is just another spectacle in itself, quite frankly. Mm Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's pretty valued, especially in that Ravens offense and what they do. They they've really built it around him as they should. A guy like mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Your confidence level that he's back in Baltimore, Ray. So Adam Schefter came out with a report today, or, or a tweet, if you will, about what are the options are for Lamar Jackson. We all said he's going to be probably franchise tagged. Yeah. Um, he came out. I think there was an Instagram post by Lamar Jackson where he had like this whole. You know, the whole, you know, Ravens garb on, like hoodie and, you know, a beanie on and stuff like that. Like, is there news going to come out that you guys are signing the contract? It looks like from what I've been hearing, if there's any truth behind this, and I'm not going to be one of the media guys, but they said they were tend to sign Lamar Jackson. But, if you know, if we get a hefty offer, we'll if be willing to trade right. If the price is right. And everyone's got a price. Yep. That Lamar Jackson, because when you look at Lamar Jackson, great talent, but in terms of longevity, in terms of what his play style is probably a concern. And I think that also the biggest issue with Lamar Jackson signing right now is the fact that they don't have an offensive coordinator. Greg Roman was their offensive coordinator. Yep. And I feel like he tapped out in terms of probably what he could get the very best out of them. That's another reason why when you look at Greg Roman's offense, it's more or less run heavy first. Well, that's why you see not these caliber like high receivers go there because it doesn't really factor the wide receiver that much. You know, they've had three monster running backs outside of Lamar Jackson, and that was pretty much, besides Mark Andrews, that was their offense. You know, So now they're trying to wait for Eric Bieniemy because I think he's supposed to be scheduled outside with Washington to be interviewed after the Super Bowl, and he's going to ask for a hefty price. And you see what Lamar Jackson does. But, you know, I think that if they sign for franchise tag, I think that he's supposed to get, what, $38 million under that franchise tag, something like that. It's a hefty I, fee. I think that, yeah, you spoke about it. Like, I, you saw what Lamar Jackson, what the Ravens were doing without Lamar Jackson in the offense. They were a completely different team. And so they could get a pick from a high-caliber like, like team like 
that's up there to probably probably absorb this. Like if you look at the Washington Commanders, who said the same hell as a quarterback right now. He's not the quarterback. I'm sorry. I mean, he showed <laughs> flashes, but like he's not the starting quarterback for this Washington team. The Tennessee Titans might be in, in because we all know that even though that we're going to talk Titans here in a few minutes, do you really believe that what Rabel said? Like, oh, we talked to, you know, Tannehill, told him what the philosophy was with Tim Kelly coming in. Do you think he's going to be that? Will he be cap catcher? Because he's going to command a lot of money this season. Yeah. No but matter. I don't. I don't. If in terms of what I see, I think right now with the NFL, it's unpredictable. I say it's 50 50. I really do. I, I agree. And to be honest, on the Ryan Tannehill front, I don't know. I've just got a weird feeling that something's going to happen, whether that's a rookie, whether that's some sort of veteran that comes in like they did with Mariota. That's how Tannehill ended up here. Was he was kind of the backup, uh, kind of plan B if Mar- Mariota ended up failing. And to be honest, he ended up failing, quite frankly, as much as that pains me to say here on this show. On Lamar Jackson, I, I've just got the feeling he's going to end up back in Baltimore. I, and the way that press conference, Ray, I'm sure you, uh, a couple weeks ago, I'm sure you watched it and, or mm-hmm. at least saw some clips from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was almost like, a, Lamar, I'm sorry, please come back to us. We apologize for our wrongdoings. I mean, it, just the vibe that I got from the GM and Harbaugh, it was just, uh, yeah, we need you, and, and we know we do. But the, the whole story that that they're almost $100 million off in guaranteed money, uh, that was a story that came out, I believe, from Jeff Darlington or someone uh, very uh, valuable from uh, on ESPN. That also gives me cause for concern because $100 million in terms of it's not the overall money. That's guaranteed money. Because he wants Deshaun Watson money. Exactly. That's what he wants. And he's been probably do – you, when you look at Deshaun Watson, you look at Lamar Jackson, who do you feel is like more accomplished? Is is it is it is it a push? Because I, you know, in terms of like pa- natural passing, yes, Deshaun Watson is probably a better passer than yeah. Lamar Jackson. But in terms of overall, it's been a while you know, since uh, since Deshaun's done it. Yeah, and, and that's his own fault. Yeah, and this frankly. year, well, we'll see. We'll see the real Deshaun Watson this year True. once he goes through a full like offseason training camp, OTAs, what have you, mini camps. Put all the collectively. Lamar's together. won an MVP, yeah. so I'm just gonna go with Lamar. So that's why I thought Lamar Jackson's done more. Both have had very little success in the playoffs. I think that Lamar Jackson is what one in three in yep. the playoffs. I think Deshaun Watson's done. A, I think he's fared a little better. I believe he's gone to the divisional, and after that, I don't know if he's been back since yeah. the twenty-eight to three yeah. or whatever. But see, but the thing is that Deshaun Watson was able to do more with less. There was that one year where Houston, where he had only what Brandon Cooks and Kiki Cote and whatever. After they unloaded Hopkins and they got rid of Fuller and all with these Tim guys. Kelly at uh, at OC. Yeah, and so and that's where Tim Kelly gets all this love because of what he was able to do with Houston. And so you look at what I'm the the body of work with Lamar Jackson. Uh, I I think that if the Ravens feel like they can't sign him, then they're a hundred million off. I think they're going to find the extra because you see a plethora of, of solid quarterbacks coming in this draft. They can get one of these players, a team that are actually high in, in, in possibly in a position to draft a quarterback. Who's to say they're not going to go and make the trade? They get True. two first rounders or three first rounders. I mean, what what does a trade value look like for Lamar Jackson right now? Is it three first round picks? Is it four? I, I'd say without a doubt what Baltimore would look at and say, we want at least what uh, with what Denver gave up for Russell Wilson. Yeah. Uh, to me, that price is about similar. Of course, the age is different, but in terms of caliber, Russell Wilson had pretty high caliber heading in mm-hmm. to the trade market. So I, I agree with you on that front. We'll see. Uh, there's a lot of 
a lot of time to make up. Derek Carr's a, a name still out there for, for some teams. And, Seeing connections for Tampa there. Uh, Tampa as well. He's had a visit to New Orleans mm -hmm. and uh, that situation over there. So we'll keep our eyes peeled and talk about that a little bit more. Titans make their OC hire. I'm going to give you the floor on this one because you are the on-show Titan correspondent here. I'm going to give it to you correspondent or fanatic fanatic lunatic, whatever you uh, want to call it wh yes. whatever you want to call me i was a little surprised right um you go this long into the process right and you end up going in-house yep surprised and the only thing i can take away from it was a guy they're holding out for told them no and whether that was the enemy or that was matt Nagy, whether that was any other of these names that that were out there to me, Tim Kelly was a backup, a backup plan. And is it a bad backup plan? We'll see. But I just don't see a way that you go in-house when, one, if you knew you were going to fire uh, your previous offensive coordinator, Todd, Todd Downing, Downing. And, you, and you really, really like Tim Kelly and you were going to hire him no matter what, you fire Todd Downing and you just give Tim Kelly the offensive coordinator job after right. the DUI. But you don't do that. So you clearly thought at least something of either Todd Downing or you didn't fully trust Tim Kelly to take over the offensive coordinator job or maybe you just wanted to wait. Either one. So for them not for that not to happen, that gives me pause thinking Tim Kelly was their number one target. Now, they interviewed a lot of different people. They tried to get Eric Bieniemy to come in for an interview. Uh, Bieniemy said this week during Super Bowl Media Day he never took an offensive coordinator interview. He took one uh, head, head coaching, coaching interview, interview, and that was for the Colts. And mm -hmm. it looks like they're going to go. They have uh, set their sights on Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator now for the Eagles. So they're going back and forth with the Eagles, and as are the Eagles with the Colts. Of course, that's where Nick Sirianni came from. Was Indianapolis under Frank Reich so to me that name that they wanted I think was Matt Nagy Ray and I, I think they wanted to go in a different direction and whether that's scheme play style whatever they end up going on Tim Kelly at the start was a little disappointed was a little upset was a little confused after looking at it for a couple days after listening to that press conference I think Mike Vrabel knows he doesn't need to completely overhaul the offense if you got Derrick Henry you're going to run Derrick Henry no matter what but some changes need to be made he said that they need to get faster they need to get more speed on the outside so long story short it's not my preferred hire I'm not ecstatic over the hire but I'm going to give Tim Kelly the benefit of of the doubt to really go out there and prove me wrong and try and go out there and really put together a competent offense that we just never really did see under Todd Downing. Absolutely, and you're going to get much of the same like we did last year this year. I know that last year when Todd Downing was calling plays, whatever, everyone's like, fans are like, can you please play Tim can Tim Kelly? Can you fire this guy and put Tim Kelly at the offensive scoring position? Tim Kelly was now, a popular name. You, now they do that, and it's just like it's a surprise hire because it just feels like it's going to be more of the same. We don't have the offensive weapons that we want. We don't know what Tim Kelly has. We saw what he was able to do in Houston. Doesn't mean that he's going to be able to to remedy to to replicate that here in Houston in, in Nashville because of the fact that guess what? He doesn't have those players that he had in Houston in Tennessee. He doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah, Tannehill is Deshaun Watson. You know, so I think that's going to be interesting to see what happens here. Um, 
I, one thing I do sense is the fact that they're starting to set some frustration with the Titans fans on Mike Rabel now. There's a little frustration because now this is now this is Mike Rabel. He's tying himself to this now. It is. And so, I mean, look, I, I've been one of the biggest, like, you know, cheerleaders for Mike Rabel. I was like, I feel like, the, you know, I always say, like, the Titans should, fans should be excited and should be, you know, you know, counting their prayers that Mike Rabel is your head coach because he's been able to do so much. But now he's tying himself to this. Bring in Tannehill possibly for another year. I don't think that's the answer. But, like, I mean, how long are you going to bring Tannehill every back year? I mean, he's going to command you, what, $40 million this year? What is that going to do for your salary cap? You can't, you can't go bring in other players. And there's a ton of players offensively that's going to be – you got Juju smith might be an offensive uh, uh, target this year. you got Hopkins is out there that's available for trade if the price is right. Brandon Cooks, maybe. You know, there's, there's a – OBJ still out there as a free yeah. agent. I mean, there's, there's a ton of players that, that can make an immediate impact. And, you know, it's one year later, one year older, Derrick Henry gets, and then, you know, you see questions with Taylor Lewan saying, like, you know, he's probably going to come back to the Titans. So that left tackle position is, of course, probably going to be short up in the draft because that's where they're going to go, and it's going to make Titans fans upset because, yeah, like, what an odd, yeah, what yeah, an odd situation. You know, Ben Jones might or might not back here. So, like, what happens with, with Taylor Lewan? Like, you know, does he want to come play? You know, he's got that space where he can go into that social media, you know, outlet with being with Barstools. He's yeah. had been successful. And I feel like that's been the move for him for several years, and he's kind of, like, done with the concussions and the injuries and the knees and stuff. So there's a lot of questions. There's going to be a lot of things that this, this Rabel organ team that's, that, that will need to plug and play, like kind of resolve, fix, if you will, in terms of like, you know, we need to get the best. This is going to be a big offseason, not only for free agent wise, but also the draft. And you got to hit on both, and both in both spaces. And, and that was my initial kind of take early on. I was like, all right, Mike, if you're going to go in house and he's done this for every offensive mm -hmm. coordinator, mm -hmm. uh, offensive coordinator hire, since Matt LaFleur, and that was, what, five years ago, whenever he first came in. After Matt, it went Arthur Smith. After Arthur Smith, it went Ty Downing. Both those hires were, were in-house, and for Arthur Smith, it got him a head coaching job. The Ty Downing experience, experience never really did come off. So we'll see. I agree. I'll, it is a big kind of season for Mike Vrabel. Mm -hmm. uh, what he does with the quarterback situation, he got his GM hire, whether or not he – uh, made an ultimate ultimatum with the Amy Adams Strunk. I'm not so sure, but he got the GM hire that he wanted. He got uh, his offensive coordinator in there. It's a big offseason and a big season for Mike Vrabel indeed. When we come back, Super Bowl preview for Ray Doss. 57, right? 57, Super Bowl 57. 57 Super Bowl is tonight. Rihanna will be the halftime show. We'll even break that down if you want. If sure. You, if you want to do that, 615-844-5600. Call us up. Got any questions, any prop bet advice for myself or Ray Dosky? Be sure to call that number. When we come back, some Super Bowl talk on WNSR. Run with it here on National Sports Radio. Breathing comes naturally. We take our first breath when we are born. From then on, we breathe in and breathe out. Inhale, exhale. We do it 22,000 times a day. It gives our body the oxygen it needs to stay alert, think clearly, and stay active. Not everyone breathes so easily. 40 million people in the U.S. suffer from sleep apnea and airway issues. It leaves them exhausted, foggy-brained, and just plain miserable. Dr. Kristen Lewis wants to help you feel better by breathing better. She's Nashville's leading dentist for the treatment of sleep apnea and airway issues. Her airway patients experience more energy, improved mental focus, and a much better night's sleep. Visit BiteDDS.com to save $350 off your airway appointment. 
and learn how Dr. Lewis can help you breathe better, smile bigger, and live longer. It's time to breathe easier at BiteDDS.com. Smile! Do your photo ops turn into smile cover-ups? Do you dream of erasing your dental imperfections? Recharge your well-being with Whole Health Cosmetic Dentistry, exclusively at Bite Dentistry. Dr. Kristen Lewis is a Nashville native and a dentist's daughter. Her highly trained eye for creating balanced smiles is backed by next-level technology and years of experience. Look around town. You'll see beautiful results that have everyone talking. Feel less self-conscious and more self-confident with cosmetic rejuvenation. From dazzling veneers and teeth straightening to full mouth makeovers, enhancing your oral and overall health never looked so good. Where's the inspiration for your transformation? What's stopping you from starting over? Everyone can afford to feel good about themselves at Bite Dentistry, where you'll breathe better, smile bigger, and live longer. Make an investment in yourself you can't afford to lose by improving your smile. Call Bite Dentistry today at 615-398-8353 for details and save $500 off any cosmetic treatment. That's 615-398-8353. Start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe. Located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. Hey Nashville, Ray here. Many of us suffer from anxiety when going to the dentist. You guys need to check out my friends over at Bite Dentistry where Dr. Lewis and her team are amazing. Bite Dentistry is where my family goes for all of our dental care. Their mission is to help patients breathe better, smile bigger, and live longer by offering a comprehensive selection of services and total dental care for every member of your family. Bite Dentistry is the only dentist in town trained and certified to offer the Vivas method that helps with people who grind their teeth at night or snore that causes sleep apnea. The Vivas technology is also provided for both kids and adults. They also work with a company called Garlab, which creates custom mouth guards, which are the same mouth guards used by the Tennessee Titans. Located at 3212 West End Avenue, Suite 301 Nashville, you can set up an appointment by calling them at 615-866-2129. That's 615-866-2129. And follow them on social media and online at ByteDDS.com. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new law 
laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-785-9132. Hey, Nashville. Ray here from Run With It. Let me tell you about our sponsor, Boom Boss Craft Pizza and Tap House. And with four locations in Bellevue, Murfreesboro, Spring Hill, and East Nashville. They're your home for the best gourmet pizza and craft beers in Music City. Join me on Monday nights at the East Nashville location for Poker Night. And if you think you know everything, try Wednesday night trivia at both locations. Gourmet pizzas, craft beers, online at boombozz.com. Boom Boss Craft Pizza and Tap House. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Welcome back to Run With It here. I'm our Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios. I'm Ray Dosky. That's Pat Cook behind the boards. We're always hanging out here every Sunday from 11 to 12. Before we get to some Super Bowl talk, I tell you about my friends over at Boom Boss. Great location, tap house, beers, pizza, what have you. Go check them out. Any day to go check them out. It is today over at yes. East Nashville. They've got massive TVs. they got a playground if you want to take the kids there to kind of hang out. Better they get got, there early, though. Get there early, though, because they've got a ton of parties there. Go check them out. They've got four locations. you got East Nashville. you got Bellevue, Spring Hill, and Murfreesboro. A lot of fun. Boom Boss, Tap House, and Peachtree. Let's get into some, some Super Bowl talk. Let's get into some Super Bowl talk. I, for one, I'm not really too excited about the Super Bowl because, uh, you know what? I'm just going to hold it. I'm going to let you talk first. We can, we, we'll break this down now. I have got a, I've just got an awful feeling. Uh, Jeff was talking about A.J. Brown earlier. I have just got an awful feeling what is about to happen tonight. Let me he's explain. Aver- he's averaged 30 yards a game, hasn't he, in the playoffs? Yeah, <laughs> and he's about to explode. Let yes. me just tell you. Yes. I have a awful feeling, and for all you betters out there, A.J. Brown, Super Bowl MVP. I'm probably going to bet it tonight. Not a whole lot, but I'm going to put some uh, John Daly's pizza money on it. As John a, Daly pizza! As uh, Bill right. King uh, and uh, Greg Pogue say. All right. I've got A.J. Brown winning the MVP, and here's why. We've seen that wide receivers can win it. Julian L. Edelman did it. And Cooper Cup have done it here recently. Mm-hmm. So it can be done. He just needs a big moment in this game. And something the Chiefs do pretty well. On the outside, they cover outside receivers pretty well. They, they've done a good job. So I don't think Devontae Smith is going to have a massive game for Philly. But A.J. Brown, where does he get most of his money from? Middle of the field, in the slot. Oh, yeah. Just quick slants, take him for 75 yards. I see one of those tonight. I see that being big enough. I see him having some big moments in this game. 
And quite frankly, if this season has shown me anything, with the Titans collapse down the stretch, with the wide receiver inept play that I've seen from the Tennessee Titans, and A.J. Brown going to the Super Bowl, the NFL gods hate me, Ray Dosky. So what is one thing that they can do to just really put that final nail in the coffin for not only for A.J. Brown to win a Super Bowl, but for A.J. Brown to win Super Bowl MVP that the Tennessee Titans and John Robinson's idiotic <laughs> trade <laughs> has set this franchise back 10 years. So you're triggered <laughs> a little bit. I like the Philadelphia Eagles tonight and I like A.J. Brown to win Super Bowl MVP. I think Patrick Mahomes will have a game, but I still don't think he's healthy. And Andy Reid has said as much. Of course, he's going to play no matter what. But one thing this Eagles defense has, it has its secondary players. We talked about Reed Blankenship, the MTSU safety. Mm -hmm. But that defensive line, Ray Dosky, it is nasty. It is nasty. It gets after the quarterback. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, I like the Eagles. You have four players that averaged that was over ten sacks this season. I believe they were what seventy. What was it? Seventy two sacks on the season. Yep. I think that. Guess who came in second? Who's that? The Chiefs at fifty five. The thing I worry about when I look at these two teams, when I look at when I when I when I when I watch Patrick Mahomes, and I'm not even talking about Andy Reid and Nick Sirianni. Do you know Nick Sirianni used to be on Andy Reid's coaching staff? Please, I did not. I believe he was fired. And you look at yeah, I believe, I believe if I remember correctly, because I remember watching a once sports okay. site that apparently he was uh, that he talked about that. Because when you look at well, who's got to prove more, let's break it down from coaches to the quarterbacks to the teams, what have you. So the quarterback, in terms of coaches, it always seems like Nick Sirianni is this new up and coming guy, made all the right marks. I actually had Vic Fangio the last two weeks. Saw that. That he was basically consulting. How was that legal? Yeah, but guess what? How did Vic Fangio do against the Kansas City Chiefs? Oh, that's right. He was 0-6. <laughs> okay, so I don't know what that means. He's 0-6 against them. He's 0-6 against them when he was during his time with the, the Denver Broncos. And he's helping their offense, not uh, yeah, their defense. Two weeks. Yeah, give, Why? Yeah. So, he's a defensive guy. Yeah. And then you look at in terms anyway. of, like, you know, the the new versus old. Andy Reid's going to be like that old school who's probably going to win, you know, you know, what is this, going into his, what, third Super Bowl? One with the Eagles, two with the well, it'll be the third with the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Because he's won one, he's lost one. I yes, believe, right. So this will be his fourth. This will be his fourth, fourth total you know? Super Bowl, and he, he, it just seems like he's cemented himself as probably the best head coach in the game right now, by far. In terms of quarterback play, when I look at Patrick Mahomes, he reminds me a lot of Steph Curry. He's just as a magician, you know. It just seems like he, whatever he does, he just so seems so magical. He's just I can't believe like, there's no other player who could right. do that, right? Even off one leg last week, uh, when it was in the in the what in the uh, in the AFC like conference, what have you, championship game, championship. he was able to lift on one leg and was able to do stuff. You know, like just how you're able to do that. And then you look at over on the other side with 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 um God, I just had a brain fart. Help me out here, Jalen Hurts. There we go. Yes. He just seems like he's able to do stuff that you just feel like you can't. You, like he's gonna surprise you can do stuff. But in terms of how they're gonna win. Mahomes, and I can't see Chiefs, needs to be up front. Need to get the lead early. It's going to be in the trenches, offensive line. I think with the Eagles, it's going to be a run game type situation. And we've seen this Eagles offensive line probably the best in the last 20 years. Yeah. I think it goes Chiefs this year. I'm taking Chiefs tonight. Well, Ray Dosky and myself are split on the Super Bowl. So one of us is going to be right. So no matter what, come next week, um, we will have told you who won the Super Bowl. I mean, what other show can say they've done that? Frank Clark, by the way, three, game, three sacks away from being the all-time playoff league sack leader. 
Everybody, it has been a pleasure. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Sit back. Eat a pizza. Eat some buffalo wings. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.